This is Franchise Friday, a short episode designed to talk all things franchising. As a listener of the Path to Freedom podcast, you know you want to take control of your life and create more freedom for yourself. But have you ever stopped to consider franchise ownership as an avenue for doing just that? Owning a franchise means you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And it can be a great way to become a first-time business owner or even for a seasoned entrepreneur to expand their portfolio and break into a new business. But where do you even start? I know firsthand how overwhelming of a process it can be to figure out which franchise companies are good, which ones might be a good fit for you, and how to go about vetting them. And that's exactly what I'll be talking about in these episodes. I'll be detailing the methodical process I use with my consulting clients to help them navigate what would typically be an overwhelming process. There's an art to finding the right franchise for you and conducting a thorough investigation, and that's what I'll be unpacking on Franchise Fridays. Thanks for tuning in. Let's drop in. Welcome one, welcome all to another episode of Franchise Friday. I'm glad you're here. Let's go ahead and drop into one of my favorite subjects to talk about when it comes to researching franchises, and that is talking with other franchisees you will most commonly hear this referred to as validation. And it's one of my favorite topics to talk about, or, or, you know, as I'm coaching people through this process, we spend a lot of time talking about how to approach conversations with franchisees because it's the most valuable step in this entire process. So if you've been tuning into Franchise Friday, you've heard me kind of outline the process that you should have gone through up and up to this point where you get the opportunity to start actually talking to some franchisees within a specific franchise business that you're investigating. And you've learned a lot of great information up to this point, but you've been working in all likelihood with one representative from the franchise company. You may have had a chance to interact with some other, you know, people from different departments within the franchise organization. And that's great. That's a key part of, you know, this whole process is working with the development rep or whoever's kind of guiding you through this whole due diligence process on the franchisor side. And they're exchanging a lot of information. As we've already talked about, it's their role to get to know you and understand, you know, why you're looking for a franchise. They want to understand your background, your strengths, your skill sets, and just get a sense themselves whether or not they think you might be a good fit as a franchisee in their business, but they're also giving you a lot of information. They're teaching you about the business, how the, the their franchisees do what they do, how they as the franchisor support their franchisees. They've given you their franchise disclosure document, which I went into a lot of detail on in last week's episode. They're helping clarify information that's in that franchise disclosure document. They're talking to you about marketing. They're talking to you about training, support, all of these things, which is great information. But as I said before, I'll say it again because it's worth repeating, talking to franchisees that are actually in the business, that are actually out in their markets operating this business is the most valuable step of this process because you get to validate everything that you've learned from the franchisor, right? It's the old trust, but verify. I call it trust, but validate. 
when it comes to investigating a franchise. And you'll find that most franchisors have this step in the process staged towards the end of the process. And there's two reasons for that. The first reason is they want to protect their franchisee's time, right? It is a time commitment as a franchisee to take time out of your busy schedule to talk with someone that is investigating the franchise. But franchisees are happy to do that if they know it's someone who's legitimately interested and already knowledgeable enough about the business to ask intelligent questions. And why are franchisees willing to do this? Well, number one, they unless they were like in the first handful of franchisees to join a franchise system, they remember how valuable those conversations were for them when they were on your side of the table. So they're happy to reciprocate that now that they are franchisees themselves. Number two, most franchisees recognize the fact that their business is ultimately more valuable the stronger the overall brand. So it is in a franchisee's best interest to get great new franchisees into the business because that grows the brand, which will ultimately in the long run make their business more valuable. All right, the other reason that this is usually staged later in the process is in your best interest as the candidate because you're going to get more value out of these conversations with franchisees the more you know about the business. The more educated you are, you'll know what questions to ask. You'll know what you don't know. And again, you get to validate everything that you've been learning from the franchisor up to this point. So that's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of you know, why this step in the process is so valuable. And different franchisors will kind of do this in different ways, um, depending on the size of the system and how many franchisees they may have operating. Some franchise calls, uh, I'm sorry, some franchise systems will do weekly group validation calls where they host a conference call once a week and anyone that's at the appropriate point in the investigative process gets invited to dial in to these conference calls and they will have a different franchisee on each week, kind of sharing their story and their experience and taking questions. And those are great. And in a lot of cases, franchisors will even record these group validation calls and make the recordings of those available to candidates that are investigating the franchise. So you may even get access to like an archive or a library of these pre-recorded calls. And that's great. But most franchisors will also give you the opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with franchisees. And to me, that's where the magic really happens. That's where you can really learn. But what I always tell people is you want to talk to a good variety of franchisees. I mean, having one or two validation calls with franchise owners is usually not going to give you enough information or at least enough perspective to really get all of your questions answered or to give you a realistic idea of what the business is and what the opportunity involved with the franchise business can be. So talking to a wide range of franchisees, I think is important. When I'm working with people through this process, my recommendation is always to talk to at least five or six franchisees, at least. 
And again, you want to talk to a variety of franchisees. I mean, you know, my recommendation is talk to the franchisor, say, hey, who are, who are some of your most successful franchisees that I could talk to? Why wouldn't you want to talk to some of the most successful people in any business? Because you can obviously learn a lot from them. Hey, what have you done differently to be so successful? But you don't want to stop there because, you know, some franchisors may be tempted to just kind of parade their, you know, handful of happiest, most successful franchisees in front of candidates. And then, you know, who wouldn't want to continue moving forward with it? But that's not going to necessarily give you a realistic idea of what the business is and what it's going to take to be successful. So beyond talking to just successful franchisees, I recommend asking to speak to some franchisees that are average or maybe even some franchisees that are underperforming or below average, right? Because you can learn a lot from them too. You may be learning what not to do, but you're still learning. I'd ask to talk to some franchisees that are newer, maybe in their first six months of business, because they're going to be able to talk to you more knowledgeably about, you know, what they're training, what they're onboarding, what the ramp up of the business may look like versus someone that's been in business for 10 years. They likely don't remember all that well what they're training and onboarding looked like. And in all likelihood, it's evolved quite a bit since then, or at least you would hope so. You might want to talk to some franchisees that are in a market similar to yours in terms of demographics and geography. And, you know, if it's any sort of a business based on climate or seasonality, someone that's in a, you know, similar climate to you, you may want to ask to talk to some franchisees that have a similar background to yours, you know, whether that be career wise, or if, you know, you and a spouse are looking to do the business together, you know, hey, do you have any other husband and wife franchisees that I could talk to? So, you know, make sure you're speaking with and hearing from a variety of franchisees, because you're going to get different perspectives, you're going to get different insights from talking to these. And the more insights and perspectives you get, the better picture you're going to have of what this business is really like, what it's like to operate it, and what you're going to have to do as a franchisee to be successful and get the type of results you're going to be looking for. So once you've kind of figured out what franchisees you're going to talk to, you want to go into these conversations prepared. You don't want to just wing it. You don't want to go in and start firing off a bunch of random questions that are all over the place because as we've already talked about, franchisees time is valuable and you know they're going to be willing to talk with you once they know that you're at the appropriate point in the process to do that but the more organized you are going into these conversations the more value you're going to end up getting from it and the franchisee that's talking to you will appreciate that as well so you know some recommended topics that I would say you want to make sure you're covering in these calls are number one, franchisor franchisee relations, right? How do the franchisees feel about their relationship with the franchise company, the franchisor, you know, are they getting the support that they want and that they need? Do they feel the franchisor cares about their success and is willing to help them as needed? You know, because a good franchise company is going to work continuously to keep their current franchisees ha happy and to keep open lines of communication. And if the majority of franchisees feel good about the franchisor, that's a great sign that the company is supportive, they're caring, and they're focused on the franchisees being successful. All right, because at the end of the day, this is a partnership. So these validation calls is a great opportunity to really get a good feel for, you know, what is that relationship between the franchisor 
and the franchisees. I mentioned training earlier, right? This is a great topic, right? Because this is usually top of mind for people that are investigating a franchise. Usually the ramp up is the scariest part of starting a new business. So, you know, ask the franchisees, especially someone that's newer, that's more recently gone through training. How was your training? How was the support that you got as you were onboarding and getting your business ready to open? You know, did you get the training that you needed? Did you feel like you were adequately equipped to start operating your business? Great topic to talk to franchisees about. And then just, you know, you want to ask about general support overall, right? You're going to want to hear a really good report on the overall support provided by a franchisor to the franchisees. So when I say general support, this should include things like, you know, helping the franchisees resolve any problems that may arise and providing ongoing training as needed. You know, a franchisor should always be responsive to changes in the marketplace. So you'll want to gauge, you know, what type of feedback you're getting from franchisees about how innovative the franchisor may be. Are they willing to change? Are they willing to, to pivot? You know, I always recommend asking some questions to try to get a sense of, you know, does the franchisor listen to their franchisees? Do they encourage the franchisees to give them feedback and bring new ideas to the table in terms of new ways that they could approach the business? Any good business, franchises included, realize that they have to evolve over time in order to maintain their edge. So, you know, a good franchise, you should be hearing from the franchisees that the franchisor is always looking for ways to innovate. And one of the best ways they can do that is by listening to their franchisees. I talked about training already. Um, so this kind of goes hand in hand with that, but opening support, right? Uh, a great franchise company can really shine when it provides superior support to new franchisees during the opening phase of their business. So ask an existing franchisee if they received assistance in site selection, if it's a brick and mortar, lease negotiations, build out, permit processes. You know, again, training, did you get adequately trained to go out and start operating your business? These are all important things to get a really good understanding of. Marketing is another key topic that I would ask about. Most businesses are going to have, uh, you know, certain marketing and advertising requirements that are going to be necessary to generate new business. Um, so this is a great thing to ask about because good franchisors should have lots of support in place to help their franchisees from a marketing and advertising standpoint. So ask the franchisees what their experience has been. Do they get good support from the marketing teams with the franchisor? And you know, you're going to want to hear positive feedback in this area. We talked a lot about you know, the initial investment in previous episodes of Franchise Friday. This is going to be found in item seven of the FDD. Remember, that's where the detailed categorical breakdown is of not only your initial franchise fees, but also the expenses you would likely incur to get open for business, as well as operating capital that you want to have on hand. All right. So it's great to have that detailed breakdown in item seven you want to validate with the franchisees. You know, hey, this is what I'm expecting my initial investment to be to get my doors open. And I'm curious, was this 
Is this consistent with what you saw? Right? Because especially in, in some cases with newer franchisors, it's not even that they would necessarily be trying to mislead anyone, but they might underestimate what their item seven range should be. So you want to hear from franchisees, what was your actual experience? And not just in dollar amounts either, you know, how long did it take you to get open? Right? Especially if it is a franchise business that's going to require a real estate site selection, a build out of any sorts, the franchisor should be giving you some timelines in terms of how long it should take you to find your site, to do your build out, to do your pre-marketing and to, to ultimately launch and open the business. So you want to validate that with franchisees. How long did it take you? Right. And you want to make sure that the feedback you're getting is consistent with what the franchisor is telling you and what you're reading in their FDD. Right. Talk to the franchisees about other benefits that they get as a result of being a franchisee. Common examples are the training, the support, the marketing. We've hit on all those things already, but purchasing power or buying power. You know, ask the franchisee, hey, do you feel you're able to get better pricing on products and services that you need to operate the business because you're a part of this franchise system versus the pricing you would get if you were on your own in a similar business? And not all franchise systems are able to leverage buying power in the same capacity because it largely depends on, you know, what you're buying as a franchisee and how much of it. But if it is a franchise system where you have a lot of product or materials to buy, uh, you know, this is something you should absolutely be looking for is, you know, is the franchisor able to leverage their buying power uh, to benefit their franchisees from a cost savings standpoint? And, and one of the things that I really recommend to people, and I'm going to go into more detail in, in another episode about this, but a lot of people get hung up initially when it comes to a franchise on, you know, not only the upfront fees, but also the ongoing fees. You know, why would I want to pay this franchise fee upfront to become a franchisee? And then why would I want to give them a percentage of my revenue going forward? Well, that's a legitimate question, but you know, if you go through this process the right way, and again, talking to actual franchisees is such a good way to really get a good feeling on this, you go through this process the right way, it's very formulaic, right? You need to understand what your upfront costs are. You need to understand what your ongoing costs are. Then you need to understand what's the value associated with being a franchisee in this business. And once you get done with this discovery process or your due diligence, you should be able to very clearly see that the value you get from being a franchisee exceeds the cost that you have because you're a franchisee. And if you can't clearly see that, then maybe it's not the best franchise for you to invest in. But purchasing power is a great example of that. In one of my franchise businesses, we pay 7% of our revenue back to the franchisor. But in our due diligence, we came to understand that, you know, the core product that we sell in this business our cost of goods is at least 15% less because we are franchisees in this business than it would be if we were not. And we just had a standalone business, right? So just taking into account the buying power that we have for our materials, we're coming out 8% net better. And that's not even taking into consideration any of the other benefits that we get for being franchisees. So that's an example of the purchasing power and 
in my opinion, how to look at the fees compared to the value. And of course, you want to see that the value outweighs the fees. And that leads me into the next topic that you definitely want to make sure you're asking about in these validation calls with other franchisees, and that's earnings. All right? We talked in last week's episode about item 19 of the FDD. That's where the franchisor can provide you with some earnings information if they choose to for existing franchisees. But as you'll see, usually this information is somewhat limited. And that's because the franchisor is limited in what they can tell you or show you from an earnings standpoint. They can't, you know, explicitly say, hey, if you buy this business, this is how much money you're going to make. They can't tell you how long it's going to take you to break even. They can't tell you what your profit margins are going to be. There's a lot of variables that go into things like, you know, what your profit margin is. Ultimately, there's a lot of variables that go into how financially successful any business is. And one of those biggest variables is always the business owner, the franchisee, right? So while the franchisor is limited and they can only give you usually higher level or some system averages or some of these things, it's a good starting point. But that's another reason these validation calls are so important because a franchisee can share any financial information with you that they're comfortable with relative to their business and their experience. So a franchisee can tell you how much revenue they did in their first month. They can tell you how much revenue they did in their first year. They can tell you how long it took them to break even. They can tell you how long it took them to get to positive cash flow. Yes, there's a difference between break even and positive cash flow. They can tell you what their profit margins are. Dollar amount or is a percentage of their revenue. They can tell you how much they paid themselves, which yes, there's sometimes a difference between how much a franchisee pays themselves and what their profit margins are. They can explain to you what their net owner benefit is, which in many cases is also different from your net profit margins. So my point is they can answer your financial questions very, very specifically, which is great, right? Because now you can really start to get some good insight into, you know, what the financial opportunity looks like with this particular franchise. But there's an art to doing this. And, and I'll come back to my point from earlier of you need to talk to multiple franchisees because when you start asking these types of questions, these financial questions, you'll very quickly learn not every franchisee is created equally. You're going to get different answers to these questions and you'll learn that any franchise organization out there has a bell curve, right? They're all going to have top performers. They're all going to have underperformers and they're all going to have franchisees that fall somewhere in between. And again, it's important, I think, to talk to franchisees from each of those categories. But when you're getting different information or different answers to these questions, how do you walk away from all of this with a realistic idea of what the earning potential is? Well, it can be done. There's an art to it, but it can be done. And that's what I'm going to really unpack in 
next week's episode of Franchise Friday, I'm going to go into a lot of detail about how you can go about answering the all-important question of how much money can I expect to make? There's no guarantees, but if you go through this process the right way, and if you have the right conversations with franchisees, the right number of franchisees, and you ask the right questions in the right way, you will gather the information that you need to gain a very realistic understanding of the economics of the business and what you as an owner need to do to be successful and realize the financial results that you would need to in order to make the investment worthwhile. Or you may gather the information that you need to realize that a particular franchise does not in fact have the potential to reach the financial goals that you would need it to in order to make the investment worthwhile. But it's such an important part of this process. All right, but that's what we're going to unpack in the next episode. But, you know, really what I want to get across today is that these calls with franchise owners are so important, right? Because you're validating everything you've already learned up to this point in the process. Some of it's tangible, some of it's less tangible. You know, one of the other things that you, I would recommend asking about, and, and you don't even necessarily have to specifically ask about this, you'll just get a sense of it from talking to a variety of franchisees within a brand, you'll get a sense of your this through your interactions with the franchisor representatives that you're working with too. But that's culture, right? The culture within a franchise system is so important. It's less tangible than some of the numbers and other things that we've talked about, but it's so important. If you get into a franchise organization that just has a great culture and the franchisees are all willing to work with each other and share information with each other and help each other. And there's great relationships between the franchisor and the franchisees. And you're a good culture fit in this as well. That can be such a huge impact on how quickly you can ramp the business up and, and overall, you know, how successful you can be long term. And I'm not saying that a franchise that doesn't have a great culture, you know, you can't have a good business in it. But you know, there's a lot of intangible benefits that come with buying into a franchise that has, you know, an amazing culture that, that you fit in with nicely. So, you know, I'm a big believer that your satisfaction and happiness as a franchisee, it, it, it'll depend on your success, but really it depends on the overall culture of the franchise system. And, and, you know, ultimately that impacts the overall success of the franchise system. So, you know, by talking to current franchisees, you're going to learn answers to many questions that, that you have, but you'll also, you know, really get a good sense of, you know, whether or not you're a good culture fit with the franchisees that are already a part of the organization and the franchisor as well. You know, these franchisees that you're speaking with, should you decide that this franchise is a good fit for you and to move, move forward with it, they'll be your peers and they'll be very valuable resources to you as you begin to build your business. So if you remember one thing at all from any of these Franchise Friday episodes, it's trust, but validate. 
and also have fun with it. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun, in my opinion, talking to different business owners and hearing about how they run their business. And you'll find different franchisees, even from the same brand, you know, they'll have slightly different approaches to the business, different ways of doing things, different ways of thinking about things. And, you know, to me, it's a lot of fun to learn all of these different things from different franchisees. And then, you know, look at it through your own lens of how you know you would approach the business and how you would put your own touch on it. And, you know, in doing this, you should be able to get a very realistic idea of whether or not this business could be a good fit for you. So I hope this was helpful, but definitely make sure to tune in to next week's episode where we'll be talking a lot more about money, money, money. How much money can I expect to make in a franchise business? All right. Hope everyone has a great rest of your week. Thanks for dropping in. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for dropping in with me to this episode of Franchise Friday. I hope you learned something new. If you're interested in speaking with me about how you can start charting your own path to freedom through franchise ownership, I'd love to have a conversation. I provide a free consulting service to help people just like you identify and investigate franchise businesses that will help them create freedom in their own lives, and I'd love to help you with the same. You can visit my website at www.path the number two frdm.com or send me an email at wes at path the number two frdm.com make sure to tune in to next week's episodes of the path to freedom podcast and follow or subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and if you know someone else that would get value from this please take a moment to share with them until next time go drop in